All right, Grizz fans, welcome to week one, official kickoff, episode two of the Grizz Fan Pod for season two. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. No Luke. Uh, yeah. He's he's doing, uh, you know, university duties. He's our spy on campus, but he doesn't work for athletics, so <laughs> it's he's only so good. It's going to be tough. We won't have Luke's uh, random softball or dodgeball uh, grizz players jumping over things stories <laughs> or weird stories from the high line or wherever and i don't know it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be tough tonight and you know we're gonna disappoint the strong small but mighty contingent of like the shelby fan base <laughs> who are very active on twitter as far as making sure that we know about luke's past That's or right. you know requesting photos which is odd you know it's a little bizarre we don't do that here not often. <laughs> Although, uh, I did enjoy some of the Twitter interactions this week that, uh, I I mean, we, we definitely need to set something up where we're catching long snaps from OD. That would be awesome. On Twitter, because I'm sure I would have one go through my hands and break my nose. It'd be, it'd be pod, well, not pod, but it'd be Twitter gold, most likely. I don't know. You, you know, and it, that whole conversation was kind of fun, because our, our buddy Dylan has a good job. In Washington D.C., but I still maintain that his career highlight might be catching, uh, punting to Levander Seegers. So, you know, if if he can do that, we can do this. How was Dylan's? Like, was the hang time good, or what? Was he? Uh, was it kind of one of the little wobblers off the side of the foot, or you know, like everything else with Dylan in college, there were things that were mysterious. Nobody knew it was happening until it was already done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if he hadn't had to write about it for the Kaiman, he might have never told anybody. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, leave his friends to clean it up. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, big week. Grizz are getting rolling. But I uh, figured first, why don't we hop in and talk a little bit about wrap up the fall camp, how things went, how we feel, how the team looks. Sounds good. Um, you know, I didn't get to get to as many practices fall camp as I have in years past. That damn job gets ah. in the way. You think you work for yourself. You don't. You don't. No. Um, I'm excited about it. You know what's interesting is, and we, you could probably listen to last year about this time, and we talked about um, kind of a confidence and stuff like that, but it was, all, it was cautious. Bobby was, he wasn't his, you know, confident, what cat fans might say, cocky self last year. He was right. just kind of, we're going to go about our business. He seems sure of himself this year. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, and not not just Bobby. I, you see it across the board with the staff. Um, I, I mean, we sat through, you observed this in some practices where Bobby would be grilling coaches, grilling players, and their, people would be out of place last year. It, I, much like you, I missed probably more than I wanted to, but that's the way it goes. And But the ones I was at, it, excellent execution, focus on detail and, and the coaching staff you could just you could just kind of sense a little bit more confidence and just better just just a better atmosphere about knowing that they've got a team that they can win football games with mm -hmm. you know last year it felt like he was kind of continually lowering our expectations mm -hmm. and I'm not saying this year he's guaranteeing wins or anything like that um, and you know he might come out um, at their press conference for the week and say, you know, say South Dakota's the best team we've ever played. Yeah. Da, da, da. Probably did. Sac State Redux. Him yes. and Akem had their press conference today, but um, I, he's not, he's not giving, he's not downplaying it either. It's almost like, you know, 
we've been around Bobby for a long time. This is his second stint here, and it's like you kind of get the feeling like he knows he's got a good team, mm-hmm. which I think would surprise some people. Yeah, I think so too, because it, what's funny is when you're around town and you talk to people that maybe a little bit more casual, you know, maybe first time or not yet time pod listeners or don't don't follow the old Twitter or uh, other media sources for the Grizz, they, uh, there seems to be more of a casual fan. It just seems, are we going to be good? I'm super worried. I just don't know. Uh, but then when you talk to some people once they take in a few practices and just see how this team is operating this, this fall so far, it tends to change a lot of people's mindset about it. So mm-hmm. it, I don't think it's just us like just looking for some like ray of sunshine from this team. It seems like they have come an incredibly long way, and for someone like me, like I've, I've been going to spring and fall camps and watching teams uh, for in excess of ten years, uh, maybe more like twelve or thirteen. The amount of growth in depth by by position, and even from some of the top tier players, going from the beginning of spring to the end of like the spring scrimmage. And then coming into the summer, and then moving forward through the summer, some of these guys, it's been tremendous. And so it, it takes it took some positions for me that I saw where it was like suddenly, like I was super worried about backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. I am far less worried now. And this was a conversation I think we had maybe in the spring a little bit. I mean, not on the pod, but just a little offline was. Who's going to be our QB next year? Who's going to be our QB in the event of a sneeze? Yeah, I want to talk about that. And, well, we'll talk into it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Chris Brown, he looked good. I mean, I'm not saying he looks like we're going to start tomorrow, right? No. But he looked good enough to me in camp that I don't understand why the Cats didn't offer him something. (laughs) I mean, he went to Bozeman High School. Well, he can't play linebacker, can he? So, um, for... uh, I commented on this, I think, at... Uh, the last practice I watched for a true freshman quarterback, which normally they're not even taking snaps. They're just holding clipboards after a week or running scout team, handing off the ball, doing running drills. He throws a good pass. Mm -hmm. He makes some good plays. Uh, He does a lot of stuff that freshmen do. He's not super dynamic. You don't see him attacking down the field. But um, uh, you can see what – I mean – you watch him practice, and you see him throw the ball and operate the offense with a bunch of freshmen, but you, you can see that potential there. Of course, um, looking at the uh, verbal commitment to QB in the future, it's, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see yeah. a year or two down the road. Absolutely. But, I'm not saying that he's going to be a starter even for us, but I'm just saying that for a freshman coming in, like he, he just looks good enough that I just don't understand why the Cats didn't offer him something. It's surprising. I mean, I, I can't think of the last time seeing like 18-year-old freshman QB being like, whoa, this guy's a dude. I mean, not even Jordan Johnson. I remember because that was – Jordan Johnson had a lot of hype. Well, and Gresh Johnson did too. Mm-hmm. And as true freshman, now again, both those points, the teams were – built to the point where they had a bunch of quarterbacks in front of them. Yep. So we've got four quarterbacks right now. And so, um, but I mean, Cam Humphrey has come a tremendous distance from where he was last year. And even in the spring, I wasn't super impressed with him in the spring, just as a Yeah, no, we were concerned about yeah. it. Um, I'm not anymore. I mean, I, I feel like, obviously, you don't want it to happen, but if you need someone to win a few games, I think Cam Humphrey I think he could do it. And... 
I'm warming up to Garrett Graves doing the same thing. And I heard a real interesting... I am not. Okay, I know you're not. I heard an interesting analogy that is bringing me along with him. Okay. Was that Garrett Graves in high school, as a quarterback with where he was, that he was basically driving a Chevy. And now he's coming in here and he's flying a fighter jet. (laughs) And so the amount of information and the amount of decisions and the amount of things in front of you have just dramatically changed. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that he is coming along uh, with. So we'll see. That seems seems valid. My thing with Garrett Graves is I just think he's a phenomenal athlete. And I just, it's, it's kind of like the whole Troy Anderson thing. I'm just, I wonder if QB is really his best spot or if we're going to see him playing other things. Because I guess I just, I don't see him beating the QBs we have coming up the next couple of years. Yeah. I think he's a better athlete than any one of them. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it's like, I think that he'll be a novelty quarterback. Yeah. But I could be wrong. It, it, it's tough to say. I mean, you go to any camp, they're open, so I'm not giving away any trade secrets, but you watch all four QBs throw a football, and in terms of just the throwing and, and the range of the offense, I mean, Garrett's number four. Uh, I mean, Brown throws a better mm-hmm. ball. Mm-hmm. And so where you put him in there as the athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And run over some people, which he could do, and I'm all for. So. Did it a bunch in the spring. Yeah. yeah. Didn't do it as much as <laughs> Probably said don't hurt anybody. Yeah, probably not. They weren't concerned about him getting hurt, but yeah. quite literally, they don't. He doesn't wear the QB jersey, no, so <laughs> lets him go out and hit. Um, this seems like as good a good a time as any to say that um, there are some closed parts of practice, and both Britt and I are members of the QB club. We don't give away QB club stuff, um, though we are not journalists, so we have no uh, we have no moral obligation to all of you. <laughs> we give you our fan observations, but. If we hear something at QB Club and they don't want us to talk about it, we're not talking about it. That being said, Britt, you've been in it longer than I have, but this is my fourth year at QB Club. I think it's worth it. It's a good investment in the, in the program, yep. and it's kind of fun. And they're working on um, uh, having satellite parties in other mm-hmm. communities where they'll send you a link and you can watch it, yep. which I think is great. Yeah, and that's so the quarterback club goes to essentially help support the football team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of there's a bunch of layers to it, but I think some of the big layers that they have is nutrition and summer school and, and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, which is not paid for through regular football operations. Uh, QB club membership is way up this year because of a change in their schedule. So for a lot of uh, old timers are just probably you know, previous I mean, experience, yeah. right? Yep. QB club is a Thursday morning breakfast. And not even like just two or three years ago, I think they started live streaming it, but it was a little choppy. And then the, it was it, this year, they made a pretty dramatic change. And it's Monday nights at uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard. And they have a live stream. You can send in questions. It's, uh, it, it's an excellent setup. And so uh, it seems like this is something they're really trying to grow. And for people in town, I mean, they fed us. They had a, you had, to, you had to buy the beer, but mm-hmm. they had a bar in there too, which was nice. And, yeah. Um, yeah. But so we had a full hour of Q&A and information and, and film and talk with Bobby. And so I'd say if there's people out there, it, I mean, it's the minimum level is $1,000. Yeah, so it's, it, an, it's, it's, an, it's an investment. It's an investment. Yeah. And, and, and Bobby today, it's, it's Monday while we're recording this. So Bobby today or tonight especially thanked everybody because he pointed out that it's a lot of money to ask for someone to invest in a football program. Mm-hmm. And so he really appreciates the, uh, 
the people that have done it and and the people that are working to try to grow it. So yep. um, if you are around, if you're in Missoula and it's something you want to check out, uh, tweet at Printerite because we can take guests and uh, see if they're interested. You could come once and, and check it out. So we'd be happy to do that because we, we think it's worth it. And to repeat what they talked about, what happens in QB Club stays in QB Club. It's kind of <laughs> like Fight Club, except that it's real. Yes. It does exist. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe if too much uh, QB Club stuff does get out, it might turn into Fight Club. Yeah. Bobby and it brings you up. He's like, okay, who's the Grizz fan pod? And then he like, hits you with a chair. And what you're going to find out is that I'm a figment of Brent's imagination. Not a real person. <laughs> Who saw that coming? It's, uh, oh, what's the movie? Uh, the one that just came out with, the, oh, uh, let's see, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, like yeah, movie. yeah. I can't even think of what it's called. Yeah, I got nothing. We're, we're talking about Fight Club here. Well, we were. Well, I guess it was. Yeah, sorry. That was okay. It's a bad. It's a bad segue. Just own it. Let's move on. Okay. Um, back to fall camp. So, <laughs> so QB wise, I mean, we're 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 in good shape. We're, good shape. we're excited about it. Um, other positions. I mean, you you all know how we feel about the receivers. Nothing right. nothing new to say there, except that some of the younger guys made some good plays the rest of the week when we saw. Them. So, I mean, Ben Roberts would probably start on. Every team in the Big Sky, mm-hmm. save maybe Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. and he's going to split time with Samari Torre. Yep, and we're in great shape, which is incredible on its own right. Yeah. I mean that you got a guy like Samari Torre, and you're going to split time to yeah. give him breathers. And I'm saying split time is like I believe it. Yeah, I got based you. upon like, yeah. the amount of talk they're giving him. And, and I mean, you see, Salser pushes McGee, and and then you got Flowers, who's right now a return specialist. Who again, I think on a lot of teams would be a guy that'd be out there. But oh, he's just backing up Sammy Akim. So I, mean, I think I think Solser's going to cut into McGee's snaps. I mean, he already he, did. He, last he year. did, and I just will more. I think it's going to happen more. Yeah, Solser felt like a, a specialist. Like mm-hmm. last year, it was like okay, yeah, he was a reliever. Put number seven out there, throw some goofy underground, and let him go. I think this year it's going to be more like he's out there a bunch. Yep, yeah. plays for him. You got you got to count for them. I, receivers. So we're good receivers. We sure. talked about tight ends. Um, o line still feels like they're making progress. I think so. I mean, they we we've talked about it before. We talked about it the other week. You go to a practice and there are a whole bunch of great big guys with and positive. And it's like last year, they're they're we're pulling. You know, we're, we're just trying to put a patchwork thing together. And outside of Sai Sermon, who is like the leader of the O-line now. Like, these are guys that came in to play O-line, were built up to play O-line, have a lot of experience, time in the weight room, time under Germer. Like, it's all coming together. So they're going to be young still. I don't think they're going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to be something that's going to be a little bit more reliable. Yep, don't need to amaze them. Just need to be better than last year. And, I mean, how about, what was it, uh, the, the kid out of Butte? Um, Cook, Cook, right? Yeah, he that's interesting. Was awarded a, was a quarterback. Was a quarterback. And he got a scholarship. And he got a scholarship last yeah. week. So it's good awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're, we're feeling good about that, and it's going to be fun to kind of see them live and see how that goes. But I think as the year goes on, you're going to see some of the younger guys pushing some of the older guys even more, even if they aren't grabbing those positions right off the bat. So we'll see what that lineup is come you yeah. know, Saturday in South Dakota. <laughs> um, defense. You know, D line. Um, there's some things there. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna have to rely on some of our younger guys a little bit earlier than we thought, mm-hmm. and hopefully mm-hmm. they rise to the occasion. People are excited about Grossman. Yep. People are excited about um, uh, what's his name? 
I'm thinking of Alfred and Alf, uh, Governor. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And there's another name. The O line are like the, the the position group I am the least familiar with. <laughs> um, and there's another name there that I'm blanking on. Uh, the the Milton. Uh, yeah, Milton. Mamula or yeah. Something? yeah. Yeah. Probably have the roster up in front. Yeah. <laughs> Very See, prepared. This is what happens when Luke doesn't count. We're just yeah. all over the place. You know, there's a there's a big controversy in true crime pod, podcasts right now with plagiarism, and um, I want you all to know that we would cite our sources if we did any research. <laughs> like, Mike's on his phone, and I opened up my computer like three minutes before we hit record here. So yeah, um, they, but and then they've got the Babros, the transfer. Yep, and of course uh, we talked about him before, Ryder Rice, and some of these other guys. So a lot of moving parts because Jesse Sims is the only guy. Well, I guess uh, the Deming twin uh, who rotated and actually mm-hmm. had more sacks than Jesse Sims last year. Yep. So we've got a, a little bit of backup experience coming in, but one returning starter. And yeah, it, that'll be, it, it's going to be interesting. I think this group possesses far more athleticism to get after quarterbacks. I will be curious to see how a group, you just look at the roster, just the weights. And the size, I mean, our two biggest guys are like 285, yeah. 290. Yep. And so how's that going to do like against this Davis where you've got this powerful run team or a MSU, Portland State, some of these other teams that are going to come us with a pretty heavy run attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, are, you know, how are we going to do without a lot of weight in that trench? And then how are the, you know, the two guys that are... The glamour positions, the the linebackers, Dante and Jace, how are they gonna are they gonna still have a lot of these, you know, free lanes to get in yep. and get the guys. So it's gonna be interesting to see if that continues forward or if, if this more shift of athleticism but lack of experience, how that's gonna play out. The kind of most exciting positions for me to watch on Saturday and just kind of see how they're going to play. Because honestly, watching practice, I have no idea. I'm not just holding back what secrets we learned. I have no clue what the rotation at safety and quarterback are going to be. I mean, I think you can name some of the guys that you're for sure going to play, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But there's new guys at cornerbacks, and we're deep at safety. So for different reasons, I think we're going to see some rotations in those groups. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. I I think corner, it's going to be whoever, you know, doesn't screw up too much. Honestly, I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm not meaning to knock the guys in the group. I think, obviously, Darian Nash and Justin Calhoun return. And I think they started all the games we had last year. I don't think any of them missed the game. But I don't think so, so it's like... Egg you know, might have gotten a start early on. Uh, might no, at Conk, Lewis Cowens did. Cowens did, yeah. that's right. So, for the most part, but, but again, I think you know, Calhoun converted receiver and Nash kind of pressed into service fast. If that's going to be something that they've taken that next step, can some of these transfers? Mm-hmm. I mean, we added a kid out of UTEP last week. <laughs> um, we lost a kid. The kid left the team, you know. Yep, and then, Sane. Um, so, well, Sane's the lineman, but um, the cornerback, we had a cornerback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roland, I think it was? Yeah. Or, I can't remember. Um, and then, yeah, and then, honestly, we've got, like, a few safeties, like Gavin Crow, who've played corner before. So, well, they rotate him around those guys around who knows it's going to be interesting to watch so real quick plug great Grizz encounter Gavin Crow had like this huge mullet 
it was the most glorious thing. He was like going for this like late 80s, early 90s MLB look. It was like, <laughs> it was like bleached out on the end and he had the... Was it curly sticking yeah, out from yeah, under the hat? It was, uh, it, it was pretty impressive. It was like, he's definitely rocking the look. He, he's got it down. Like everyone else was like, why, why is this a thing on football teams? Like, <laughs> guys, it's gonna be cool. We're gonna make our hair look as fucking ugly as possible. Why do? Why does that? Why is that a thing in football? I don't know. Ask me the wrong guy. Never played the game. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> Although, if you look at the team, pedestrian, very pedestrian. pedestrian. If you look at the team photos this year, it does appear that weird-looking beards is the thing. Yep, that'd Colin be Colin Bingham yep. and Cam Humphrey are rocking some. Very interesting lines with the beards. Yep. So, yeah, go for that. Look for that. Um, couple of positions we haven't talked about. Do you have any feel for who's winning the kicking job? If if yeah. the Missoulians to be believed, it kind of seems like Purdy won it. Yeah. But that's my feel. Yeah. Uh, again, kicking it always seems to be those things like you go to practice and you watch a full practice and they never you never see them line up and kick the ball once, mm-hmm. and then. You talk to someone who was there the other day, and they're like, "All they did was kick." It's like, "Damn it!" I like, <laughs> haven't actually seen kicking drills. I'm not obviously they do them, but um, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like they feel pretty good about their battery but there. What's interesting is looking at the statistics from two years ago. I don't understand why Purdy didn't kick last year, except he did play in a game. So, do you think maybe they think they can get a medical red shirt out of it or something? That, I mean, that'd be my guess. Yeah, I, I think I he didn't. He didn't play a single game. He didn't play a single game last year. I'm gonna guess something was up. Didn't he? I I feel like he might have missed. He was well. He was injured and he missed all spring camp. Yeah. And then it seems like, um, um, Tim Semenza grabbed the job. Right. Which shocked us all. (laughs) And you know, to to Hauk's credit, Hauk got through the mental, uh, mental roadblock in a way that the previous staff never did. But Semenza was like eight of twelve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's. But then you look at it in the year before, and Purdy was like 80-plus percent. Oh, yeah. So, who knows? <laughs> this is the other thing. Uh, at the Grizz Encounter, I did ask uh, Purdy because they had some pictures up. So, the way how the last two years is closed, fall camp, is they have a simulated scrimmage that's closed. But they, the boat, the two years, they put out some pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last year, I remember Tim Smenza was playing the drums. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Well, Brandon Purdy was doing it this year. Oh, no kidding. And so, I asked him, I was like... Do you guys just is this like a kicker thing? Do all you guys play the drums? And he's like, No, I've I've never really played before. They just told me <laughs> I was gonna do this and so I practiced a little bit and then we just did it. So and apparently oh, that's that's awesome. with Tim. So it's like this Oh thing. no kidding. I just assumed Tim was like this California drummer, this that's little right. scrawny guy rocking out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured too. And then Brandon like same thing. So I don't know. Pepper did not well, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't at that part, but so but no pictures of Peppinger playing the drums. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah, uh, Wilson looks like he's got the punting job. Oh yeah, he smashes punts. Yeah. I, I like I like what I see out of him, and of course our our, our guy OD. I was going to say, down. Coach Houck knows that if uh, somehow they replaced OD, it's over for for this fan. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if I buy blue and gold and start going two hundred miles down the down the interstate, but I don't know. Nope. Nope. QB club coats are kind of red. Maybe I can go be a bandwagon Eastern fan. Yeah, <laughs> they're not Eastern red. They're, they're more uh, crimson. So just detour and go down to Wazoo. Yeah, a little Wazoo-ish. Perfect. You and Mike Leach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got no. Um, any other thoughts on any other thoughts on fall camp? 
I mean, that really concludes it for me. I think this fall camp did not feel like a fall camp that I've seen in years. And it's tough to say if that's going to mean much in the sense of, is does that mean wins? Does that, does that just mean these guys know what's expected of them? But I think each of these coaches, Bob Stitt ran very different camp. This mm-hmm. was a lot of running the offense against the defense. Um, Bobby Hout focuses a lot more on drills and situations to make sure guys are as prepared as possible for individual situations rather than just having the full slate of everything thrown at them all the time. Um, Mick Delaney was a pretty old school camp. I don't even, I can't remember if he even listened to music during it or anything. And it was, it was. Music's from the devil. Yes. (laughs) Uh, He just had a little (laughs) trombone quartet in the corner. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, Flugrads was like just trying to be this, like, coming out of Oregon, it was like trying to be just this West Coast modernized, Mm -hmm. you know, loose and fun. And so, um, and I don't, I mean, it was 10 years back, so I don't, I don't necessarily remember the amount of specific detail from Hauk's prior camps, but I really like what I see. And, and I, I feel like it's got this team as well prepared for the season as I have seen a team coming out of fall camp in, in years, maybe five or six years. Which is good because, you know, they don't start easy. No, no, they sure don't. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to kind of seeing if if some of our observations come through. Um, no other real thoughts on fall camp for me either. Good. Yep. Luke had a whole lot, but he's skipping out on you guys, so give him a hard time. <laughs> um, with that, you know, uh, we don't have to talk about ourselves, but Brent sells real estate. I sell real estate. Brent works for Windermere Real Estate Missoula. I work for Berkshire Hathaway in Missoula. Um, you want to talk about yourself at all? Oh, this is very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, so we are this year... We talked about this the other week. Mm-hmm. We're talking into new mics. We're working on a soundboard. We're recording on a digital recorder. This was an investment that the two of us made. And so we do this for fun, but we also are out here that... Um, we're, now, of, we're now sponsors. Yeah, we're sponsors. <laughs> and so we, uh, we're in a business where if, if you enjoy the pod, if you enjoy the two of us, um, we're, we're here for real estate help as well, too. And 100%. So, both of us, right? Born and raised here in Missoula, yep. for the most part. And uh, and it, this is a spot that me personally, I work in a family sales team, and this is something that that I've done for almost twenty years myself. Since so, before so, you graduated high school. Since, well, <laughs> right after. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's this is. I don't know. I should have wrote a script down. No, I, we're gonna make some like funny leads on this. We gotta do that. Next yeah, week. we should write stuff and make each other read it. Or we should get Hot Take Nate to do some of our drops or something. Or, yeah, that'll work. Or someone yeah. else. I don't know. Yeah, Bear Tycoon is, is on us to get uh, uh, ad script. Dude, just we ourselves. do not we do not have to talk about ourselves. So <laughs> um, we'll we'll consider this the end of the uh, advertising section of this. <laughs> I think you know how to find us. Google, yep. Google can be your friend. Google can be your very good friend. Uh, let's talk about South Dakota. Yeah. It was open on the road for the first time in a, a while. I mean, it, when was the last time they opened? Maybe it was recently, and I'm just forgetting it. Man, I think all three years under Stitt were home. Home, yeah. Oh, that's a see now. This I didn't. I wasn't prepared. Well, you know, it's 
I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to think. We so we went to like didn't we go to App State under Mick Delaney and open one? Yeah, that could be right. Would that be it? Was it that far back? So seventeen, we hosted Valparaiso. That was a great one to try to explain to everyone that Valparaiso was better than they looked. And then we played St. Francis the year before. This is like a good sign of things to come. We had all these eked out wins against shit teams. Okay, then of course North Dakota State, definitely not a shit team. Wyoming, 2014. We went okay. to Wyoming. Yep, yep. And we lost. <laughs> 12 to 17. Oh man, Mr. Titleist, your guys really, really showed the world how great you were. <laughs> the App State we played at home, and we beat them pretty good. So, yeah, we usually open at home. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's Labor Day weekend, I'm going camping. You're going camping. <laughs> Perfect. Just be out in the woods and, by yourself yeah, and, and shouting. Not in Colorado, or not in South Dakota. <laughs> uh, they were talking about how the team gets to Vermilion. They actually fly into an airport in, like, Iowa. And then they connect through a town, like, in Nebraska. Oh, my God. And they're not staying in Vermilion because it doesn't have the capacity. And how does it not have the capacity for a football? <laughs> I mean, they hope they're a major it's like, university. It's like a town of, like, it's like the size of Hamilton, Montana. It's like, it's like 8,500 people. How do we not blow these places away recruiting? I mean, I know Missoula, it's like, if you're not, if you've never been here, it, you can think it's all the same, but right. it's like, how do we not blow these places away? <laughs> It's some crazy schedule. And then I think the other thing, too, is, like, they're, they're, I, my understanding is they're still trying to um, work on how they're going to feed the team afterwards. At least it's not before. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it sounds interesting. Uh, Maybe all the players' parents can open their doors and host them. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> no, we don't go down that road. No, the South Dakota parents. Oh. Not, not the... Uh, we'll find out one game. Some money to the Scotland Grizzly Scholarship Association gives player a cookie. Boom. And that's it. It's over. Shut it down. Yep. Uh, so the other interesting tidbit from this game is that the stadium is under construction. Oh. So the stadium that regularly, I think, holds around 11,000 people, half of it is closed. No kidding. Yeah. So there's like 5,000, 5,500. Montana was not given any tickets because of the sake of their lack of ability to give an allotment. So... The players, family, there's like family selection. So there's like 200 that UM mm-hmm. has, and that's that's it. How is that not part of the contract? I mean, like, I we ha- we talk about tickets all the time, oh, yeah. but it seems like UM is so generous with people on their away tickets, and it's like this expectation. And then we go other places and just get royally fucked. <laughs> like, how is this a thing? <laughs> or just this like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, nope. half the stadium's not open. Just so you know. Although, I mean, I, I don't think this team is a team that gets phased in hostile environments too much. Now it's the opening game, so it might be a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can think about, what was that? That was under, I think it was a stint team. We went on the road to Liberty, and they were all fired up and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, um, put mm-hmm. it to us. And So it's like that, that crowd energy might we were, not really We were coming back out. until Brady broke his uh, arm in that game. Leg. Leg in that game. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That happened. Good times. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> Why do you got to bring that up? <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So it'll be it'll be fascinating. They the team leaves Friday, and then has an interesting bus schedule. It doesn't sound like it's it's like 
it's not like hours in the bus. It's not like the old stories you heard about NAU where you had to fly into Phoenix and bus for two and a half, three mm-hmm. hours. I don't think it's anything like that, but it sounds like it's a little bit of a logistical thing. So. You know, I did that Phoenix to um, NAU drive the last time we went there and got fucking shellacked in their dome. <laughs> Driving home was something else. <laughs> well, you could have uh, uh, drove to Weber from Missoula. Oh, we done have, that. We have plenty of fireball in your car. So, <laughs> which we pulled over. Yeah, there was no drinking in the car. My lord. I don't know what you are trying to throw me under the bus here for. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, South Dakota Coyotes. Yeah, tell me about them. They are a team that, for the most part, what you're going to see on offense is it's going to be quarterback in the shotgun, one running back, three wide receivers, and one tight end. The interesting thing, look at when I pulled up and put my scouting report together, South Dakota and Montana have a lot of interesting similarities in returning players. Their quarterback comes back, their running back comes back, the receivers come back, their tight ends come back but they're doing a lot of different work on their O-line. It's crazy. And, and then statistically, so uh, their quarterback is a dual threat guy. Mm-hmm. And he led the Missouri Valley in total yards, about 315 per game. About 280 of that was passing. It's The, the kind of fascinating thing, he took a lot of sacks. Mm-hmm. So like Dalton Sneed ran for net more than double yards of this kid. Interesting. But... But like before you take out yards lost by sacks, this kid ran for just as much as Dalton. But he lost like 300 yards on sacks. You know, it's just reading a little bit and hearing their fans talk about it. It's like the one area where they're saying they're not better than us in, which, you know, fan biases, is O-line. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. hmm. I mean, either they don't know anything about our O-line experiences, not our optimism notwithstanding, or right. their O-line is just bad. Yeah, I mean... They're they're gonna have at least three new starters, maybe four. Wow. So and that could be a good thing though. It could be a bad thing. But their quarterback is a guy and so watched a few videos. We had some common opponents. Um, did we play Northern Colorado last year? We didn't, but they played Northern Colorado and they beat them. Okay. They played Weaver and they lost to Weaver. Okay. Uh, and they played Western Illinois and they beat them. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it was a, kind of a weird game. It was like 17. But they're in the conference with each other, so they're a little bit more familiar opponents. Was yeah. it in South Dakota or was that? Western? It was in South Dakota. So okay. South Dakota was like 3-2 and two at home and 1-5 or 1-6 on the right. Well, I really believe with all my heart that if we had played Western Illinois at home, oh, yeah. we would have destroyed them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is on the road. South Dakota makes me nervous. Similar thing. I mean, we went on the road to Western Illinois and lost to them, and then they lost to South Dakota last year. So... So the other interesting game of note for South Dakota, they opened at Kansas State and were beating them 24-12 to 12 Wow! into the third quarter. Um, they missed a field goal. They hit the upright or the crossbar. And then Kansas State worked a comeback and took a 27-24 lead. And South Dakota had a chance to kick a tying field goal and didn't make that either. And so they were two field goals away from beating Kansas State in their opener. So this is a team... It can do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, yeah, they, they've they got a defensive end that would be, is one of the best in the conference. He made the first team, and he is a guy that... Which is saying something in that conference. In that defense. conference, because you've got North yep. Dakota State, South Dakota State, Northern Iowa. Yep. You've got a lot of the big dogs. And... 
this guy is he he's a speed speedy guy, speed rusher. He's six three, six four, two thirty, so he's not like a big load of a dude, but but he's he's gonna be a tough matchup and that's gonna test Kainz or Beaver. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch. Right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, I mean so. I think the my biggest thing is and you already touched on it, is just that quarterback's battle tested, you know. So right. forget everything else. I mean, he can do some damage. So it's gonna be interesting to See how our defense responds to that. Offensively, their D doesn't look all that great outside of that one player, right. and I feel like we should score points. It seems like it. This feels like a, week one games are weird, mm-hmm. right? Like, you don't know. You like, just we don't just know. had Miami and Florida, and it looked so awful on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then the evening, we had Hawaii and Arizona State, and it was like this crazy high-scoring game. It was so, fun. <laughs> so it's like... Sometimes the offense is just firing, and other times teams that should be good just kind of look like shit on week one. Mm-hmm. So if both these offenses are clicking, it could be a pretty high-scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised. That's that's the way I would lean, would be something where it's a lot of points, both sides. I think if it's high-scoring, we're more likely to pull away because what it means is they're not stopping us, and I think we've got so much firepower on offense. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's, it, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? On the road. The, so, some other spots that with South Dakota where there could be some opportunity, their kick and punt coverage was bad. Okay. Gave up touchdowns. Gave, like, lots of yards on returns. Well, we have some guys. And so, you see this. Um, if they kick to Flowers, so if it's a high-scoring game and we're getting kickoffs going, or if they're punting to Jerry, there's going to be some chances. And so... There could be some spots where special teams can make a big difference. You think Solzer is going to take the punt return job? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Just ask it. Okay. Just ask it. I can't imagine. I, I think, I don't know. I don't think so. I think Jerry, like, that's such a natural fit for him because a lot of that punting, you know, punt return, it's initial making a guy miss. Where Solzer, I think, is a kick returner, maybe with just that kind of straight line speed. That's maybe more his spot, but yeah. Over under on what week uh, Jerry breaks the all-time catch record in? Three. Yeah, he needs what, 19 catches? It's either 17 or 19. <laughs> so what if there's like some weird bobby head game? That's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm going to take the over because I feel like he's not going to catch seven balls a game in the first three weeks. <laughs> You'll see something where it'll be like, Week six. And, <laughs> and then the second half of the season, he'll catch like 75 balls. <laughs> Going to the cat game, and he's got 20 catches, and he gets 20 more. <laughs> Just fucking with you guys. Yeah. So, you know, this game, I think it, it comes down to doing what you can to contain a little bit of their offense. They, I mean, it, their running back didn't have great yards, so a they rely a little bit more on passing, but a lot of their passing and watching a lot of the highlight reels too, you see a lot of quick passes, um, little bubble screens, things going out to the side. Mm-hmm. So corners are going to be tested. They're going to have their feet cut out a lot. A lot of zone read, some option pitch type stuff. Uh, they, they mix it up. Okay. So it, it's going to be something, and there's a lot of plays where they'll put four wide, five wide, and then the QB will run. Run. Which is what I think we should be doing all the time. <laughs> Five wide, give him the option, let's Just go. go. Um, one video, the video that I watched, which also gives me some idea of what I would like to see, 
was the the Weber loss that South Dakota had. Mm-hmm. Now this is tough to compare because I think Weber defensively over the last Amazing. few years has yep. been phenomenal. Very good. And so in the video, and again, it's the Weber highlight reel, so they're not going to show all the bland, benign plays. Yep. The Weber D-line destroyed their offensive line, but what they did was they they crashed in. So the quarterback, the South Dakota quarterback, a lot of his highlight reel plays are broken plays where he can run up in the pocket, and, mm-hmm. then, and then he's through, and he's in the open, and he's maybe got a linebacker to miss, and then he's gone. Okay. Um, Weber did not give him the middle of the field. Okay. So, where it's interesting, you remember years ago, the cat game against um, Dakota Brukop. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. Make him beat us passing. Where they basically said, we're going to stay, we're going to keep him in the middle of the field yep. and not send him to the boundaries because then he won't, he won't go nuts on us. Maybe I'm reading too much into a three-minute highlight reel. No, but, but you never know. But Weaver like did not give him that middle of the field, and he th- he threw interceptions going out of the pocket. He got sacked going out of the pocket. Okay. Uh, he threw just bad, and they didn't score a lot of points. I think they scored six or nine points at Weaver. Which, you know, but, okay. you know. Did you send this defensive scouting to Kent Bear? Oh, yeah. I, I pulled him over in the corner at QB Club, and we had a 20-minute talk about him. Okay, because I think that was a mistake. You probably should have gotten it to Barry Sachs. Because <laughs> Barry would have optimistically listened to you while thinking you were full of shit. <laughs> but you know what? At least he would have smiled. Kent probably would have been like, who the fuck is this guy talking to me right now? <laughs> oh, my God. How much did he get in the QB club? The minimum? <laughs> get him out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I coached at Notre Dame. <laughs> I was the head coach at Notre Dame. <laughs> Briefly. Like six six weeks. Yeah, it was a good six weeks though. Yeah, um, they are picked to finish what seventh? Sixth. Sixth in yeah. their league. Yeah. Okay, so that's you know higher than um, shithead Nate thinks we're going to finish in our league. Very so good. there's that. Very oh, excuse me, excuse me. Cold take. I apologize. Cold take. Cold Nate. take, Nate. Um, you know, with the Montana Mint Sports podcast. Yes. Cat Homer, Cold Take Nate. <laughs> he still hasn't fully revealed on Twitter. Although we, I guess we we uh, pulled the pulled shot show the spotlight on his vote for the Grizz. Right? Oh yeah, no, we're that's, that that shit's not secret. He tried to justify it this week. Um, Hero Sports tweeted something out. I don't know if they did it or not, but they tweeted out like, computer projections of the season and basically said the Grizz um, have two toss up games and they're gonna right. they can go anywhere from eight and four to six and six mm-hmm. is their prediction. And he was trying to say, see, this justifies my, justifies my prediction to pick eighth place. And it's like, fuck you. Notably, <laughs> that um, uh, computer projection says we're losing this week. They do. Yeah. But then I saw some things I thought I saw, but I could be wrong. I thought I saw that we're favored in this game. Um, you know, I'm the we're wrong guy for I'm, I'm the wrong guy for odds. <laughs> I if we're we're favored, but we're getting points. I I don't understand this stuff. Yeah. That was. Part of this whole podcasting thing about talking about points and this and that and spread and I, I don't know I, I have no idea what they're talking about. Win outright in Montana, you can't bet on college sports, anyways. Uh, so. You know what? Eventually, eventually we can. Eventually, you know, the legislature kind of fixed that, but they said the lottery can do it, and they haven't come out with their plan yet. <laughs> I want sports betting. Yes, it'd be fun. <clears throat> you know, it just and I think the big thing that I think this is what I want to see in this game. 
if we have a fourth quarter lead, for the love of God, like, let's hold it. Hold it. That'd be huge. I mean, we even had a few wins last year. The opener on Iowa mm-hmm. uh, hung on for dear life at the end of that game, passing the ball, mm-hmm. of all things, uh, to run out the clock, or else they were on the brink of tying it or taking the lead. Yep. So, um, you look at, we've talked about it before, for the five losses last year, we had the lead in the fourth. And so, if presented that opportunity, I mean, that would be... That would that'd be, to me, probably the big sign that this team has taken the next step. Week one, on the road, tough conference, probably best conference in the FCS. Mm-hmm. Um, to Top get, to bottom. Yeah, yeah, to go in there, get the win, and hold the fourth quarter lead. That'd be huge. Um, speaking of, of conferences, um, how are you liking our commissioner so far? Well, he's great on Twitter. I, I like him because he... He interacts with the fans. Yeah. Like, I feel like no, no knocks on anybody previously because they were all different. But it's like at this level, you know, there are different types of professionalism. But at this level, what we need is somebody that gets noticed. Yeah. It's kind of like I liked Eastern Washington's former AD, Bill Chaves, or whatever he was. Because mm-hmm. when they got screwed from the playoffs two years ago, <laughs> he went all out. Oh, yeah. He called yeah. out the bullshit because it was bullshit. <laughs> it was, yeah. And it's like you feel like um, this, this new commish is going to do it, too. I like him, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he's real interactive on Twitter. My first interaction with him was uh, the week of the basketball conference tournament. Mm-hmm. He's like, come to Boise. And I was like, hell no. Like, I jumped out his throat. <laughs> I went to Boise. It was great. Trying to ratio the hell out of him. <laughs> and he liked it. And then he, like, interacted with me more because, like, he seems like a really good dude. So I was like, well, shit. And then you felt like an asshole. Damn it. And then, like, you went anyway. So you tried to go back and edit your tweets. There's no, there's no edit button. <laughs> that never happens to me on Twitter. I'm pretty confident in my tweets. <laughs> All the time. All the time. All the time. No, I like it. Um, I also noticed that um, our our post this week about OD and seven days until oh, yeah. uh, Grizz football. A lot of Grizz players like that tweet. I saw that. Are we like are are we are we being paid attention to? Are we legit? We've made it. We've clearly made it. We have made it. <laughs> For the record, we don't think we're legit. I was about to say we are here by announcing we are done with the mint podcast. <laughs> We've started our own domain. No, it's it's going to be an empire. <laughs> Grizz fan pod empire. Although uh, I know there's some events that are in need of sponsorship on Monday evenings. And I think it'd be pretty funny to have Chris Van Pot sponsor a QB club. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Maybe maybe an idea for off air. Who, who do you think we got to talk to to set up the long snapping thing? I don't know. Definitely would have been a good media days thing, but we, we don't go to that. So yeah. Well, you know, Case Cookus was asking about you know, your photo. You know, and who could blame him? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he got thrown out of a game for targeting. <laughs> Don't 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 take cheap shots. You don't get thrown out of the game, case. <laughs> well, uh, let's see here. I you know South Dakota. I I don't know if I've got that much more to add, but I think th- I I really feel like I I like our chances, but I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be close. Mm-hmm. I could see it going either way. Obviously, it's week one. I'm not gonna jump off a bridge if we lose. Okay. Um, but I think that this strikes me as. A game, the Grizzlies will come away with a win. But my thought is, and I put this earlier in my my scouting report that I put online, I picked 41-38 Grizz in a pretty close game. Okay. 
Um, I think the Grizz are going to win as well. I do not have a point point spread. I just I feel like they're going to win. Cool. Cool. Before we get into the rest of the Big Sky, which yeah. usually we wait to give our points until the end, but we, we just told you what we think is going to happen on the Grizz games. Uh, let's talk about the BWR. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think Luke's here, but this is the laser one, right? Am I supposed to be going... Pew, oh, pew, 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 pew. See, this is... Oh, these effects. Wait, wait. Hang on. This is... We're working on our uh, we're working on our mics. Hopefully, it's louder for you guys this week. But it, it, I'm listening on the headphones, and I'm definitely concerned that you are just hearing me go. <laughs> they're gonna be like the laser noises. Well, hey, Star Wars dropped. I was just gonna say they're gonna be. Like, Is Darth Vader on your podcast? <laughs> uh, we're working on it, folks. It's week one. James Earl Jones. <laughs> Mufasa. Brind. Brind. <laughs> Right. Anyway, so bear with us. Okay, I have nothing for checkdown, so... Well, you know, that's Luke, fine. Luke is the owner. Luke is the owner of checkdown, and we don't have to worry about checkdown. The BWR, for those of you who have forgotten, though, is is the Brent uh, rankings. Yep. Um, the Brent Wahlberg rankings, kind of like the QBR, the BWR. Yes. Right. And we give him topics, and he needs to rank us five or whatever. So we're going to start with... Um, and maybe this hasn't changed, but let's talk top five Big Sky Conference Twitter follows. Ooh. Okay, so excluding... Yeah, excluding the people f- affiliated with this podcast network. Like us. Yeah. Okay. The whole network. So No, no, just the mid, the mid guys. <laughs> we eliminate the whole network. That's everybody on Big Sky Twitter. Oh, my God. See, this. you asked me these questions, and I feel like... I, I, come, I try to come up with, like, quick ideas, and then when I leave, like, I just mm-hmm. hate myself because it's, like, people still ask me about Tootsie Rolls for Halloween candy. Well, let's, uh... My, I drew a blank. I it, just said what came to mind. While you think, and maybe so, I'll let you cop it out here, why don't you tell people about the BSPN? BSPN. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the Big Sky's, uh, Big Sky Podcast Network. So, this is something that was put together by some of the mid guys. Yep. And this is a network that consists of... I think now over over half, half or yeah. over half of podcasters, somewhat media types, bloggers. There's a Grizz guy, influencers, couple Grizz guys, couple Cat guys, Idaho guys, uh, an Idaho Eastern. guy, Eastern guy, um, an NAU guy, Weber. Um, I think there's a Weber I think guy. There might be a Weber guy. Yeah, and, and I think they're working on some California guys yeah, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, this it's a network of podcasts. It's it's got its own account. You'll, you find it on Twitter pretty easily and they're working on their own shows you're gonna hear the two of us on it from time to time yeah, we've yeah. got some demos yep uh, they release some sort of thing today again talking odds and point spreads that didn't make any sense to me if I was supposed to participate I failed but no you were supposed to they're doing a power ranking I think they're waiting for you to vote I got some email about odds today guys oh, I can't keep I up <laughs> can't keep up but anyway it's kind of cool because um, you know give a chance to kind of see fans from other other yeah. um, uh, other teams and kind of get a feel for what they think of the league and you know this league doesn't get much coverage outside of the cats and the Grizz, honestly yep. so yep. if we can kind of hear things from those guys we kind of appreciate it so yep. we'll just say those are the best follows on okay. big sky conference Twitter right now and All that's right. a cop out well i can say i mean i mean if you think about i think the film like we talked about this last year but like oh yeah andrew, I'm letting, yeah. andrew schmidt is a great andrew schmidt. follow yep uh, it's like a schmidt and he's a former Grizz, but 
I think he lives in Bozeman. And no, he lives in Denver, doesn't he? He lives in Denver now. Yeah, right. he's but from Bozeman. He's from Bozeman, and he's pretty well connected with a handful of teams and gives a lot of really good insight. He, he's a fun follow. Um, I don't know. I, I think the whoever's running the new Grizz Twitter account, uh, with what they're putting in there, just the videos and the photos and all the new stuff. You mean the new person running the, the, new the person old running Grizz the Twitter old account? Grizz Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. doing a good job. Does a pretty good job. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and I think, honestly, I think within that, that Big Sky podcast network, you have a lot of individual that's like tied to a lot of like the easy examples like the Tubs and the Club, the yep. Idaho, and then you've got some of the other guys, Chris Hammond and some of the other guys. So, and then you spin into their accounts, and their accounts are really fun to follow. Yeah. I have a Twitter list of Grizz follows. So, what I would like you guys to do is tweet at us at GrizzFanPod. I'm at Mike M. Nugent. He's at Brent Wahlberg. B. Wahlberg. At B. Wahlberg. Um, and tell us who we should be following, either Big Sky Conference or Grizz Football. And I'm going to put those on the two lists, which Sweet. I believe that our Twitter, Twitter account subscribes to. I think so. So they're there. Yep. Um, uh, we're not done with the BWR. Yeah, I figured. I need you to tell me, and there are some highlights here, because we've done some of these things before, <laughs> but you know, it's a new year. I want to know your top five video game releases since the uh, since the end of last year. Or what are you playing? Oh, not necessarily releases, but what are you playing? Okay, first of all, I turned 40 in October, and I've got three kids. You so. play video games. Do not do not lie play, for these people. Okay, wait, I play video games, but the amount of time I have in the day to play video games is very limited. So I don't know if these releases are in time, but um, of course I've got three kids, so the, 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 the Nintendo, the Switch, mm-hmm. is the big thing in the house. Mario Kart 8 yep, and yep. Smash Brothers Ultimate, all about those, and of course... Red Dead Redemption 2. Right, right. That game, it was... Yeah, everyone talks about that game. So, um, really, that's the three games I've played this year. Are you a Call of Duty guy? I used to be. I had a whole bunch of buddies. I was terrible at it, mm-hmm. but I had some people at, like that I joined up with, and I would stay up till four in the morning. Holy crap. Yeah. See, this is crazy. You know, there's Luke told us he had to work tonight, but there's a 65% chance that he's home playing Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> he and a couple of my other buddies <laughs> play a lot of Call of Duty. Okay, yeah. Um, I love Call of Duty. Like, Modern Warfare 2 was the one that, like, brought me into the fray. And, you know, we mentioned Andrew Sch- Schmidt. I think he's an agent for professional video gamers. I've seen him tweet about... We need to get him on this pod. <laughs> we, we, we'll work on that. We talked about that last year. Um, Taylor Swift dropped a new album. Oh, God. Um, yes, I'm sure. not going to ask you about it because I know you haven't had time to listen. I, I do notice False. that, you know... Oh, ooh, ooh. We've listened to a few. You've listened to the new Taylor Swift? Yeah. It's called Lover. Let's unpack this a little bit. I've listened to it with my kids in the car because I normally like gangster rap. If anyone who follows me on Twitter knows, I can't really listen to a lot of... You put yeah. something out today or yesterday, and I almost <laughs> responded with the Taylor Swift coffee, but it's like, I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't know. My wife said it's good, and she said that she thinks I'll like it. Um, You'll like it because you know I'm that guy. Me and me and T Sizzle. Yeah, I mean it's poppy. It's uh, it's a little sappy, but it's good. It, she she does good stuff. I mean she it, it's it's good. Okay, I want you to tell us the top five reasons why we should rent an RV. <laughs> You're this just is, sitting on this. <laughs> this is timely. Summer's not over yet. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, all right, so, well, mostly because 
you can have a single use of it. And if you find you don't like it that much, you don't own an RV. Yeah, but you know what I discovered with my travel trailer? That I love it and I wish that I could use it every day of the summer. Yeah, so this is see, so see now this is the thing. So you put it on the flip side. And Mike, you asked this question because my wife and I rented a damn RV and went camping for you a know, couple days. Let's focus on the important things the and important then we can things. talk about that. Well, so now like I'm occasionally browsing the RV by driving four cylinder Camry, so I can't pull anything. <laughs> I've got three kids, so it's like your price point starts way up here. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was funny because my wife and I were talking about it. She's like, you know, there's pop-ups that are pretty big. And I was like, you know, they don't have kitchens or toilets. And she's like, oh, no, never mind. They have kitchens and some have toilets. They have like porta potties so. Well, I mean, I, you know, they're all... They're all porta potties. Trust me, that that shit goes somewhere. you got to hook up a tube and, oh, yeah. and run the water through it. Uh, I've learned it. Yeah, we had rented like some Winnebago thing, and it was um, it was it, it was a fun experience. I spent four days in Holland Lake. Um, it was enjoyable. Right. Uh, re- more reasons why you should rent one. No, this is good. I think we we, we got okay, to the topic. The, the, the BWR has had no ranking this week. Okay. Um, I will tell you that since we bought our our current travel trailer last year, um, we had pop ups before that. I I've had kind of an unwritten rule that there's no there's there's no shitting in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, We're getting very real now. My, uh, this is the second hour of the pod. I swear to God, my son, just it, like every time we set up the camper, the, the first thing, it's like, can you go anywhere else? <laughs> no, I waited for you to set up the camper. So then I just sit there and think the whole trip, like, I've got to pump that out now. Yeah. <laughs> so there are there are drawbacks. So there's, that's my one drop. So what we had rented was this like five person, so mm-hmm. we're a family of five. It was a tight fit. Oh yeah. Our friends were a fan that went with us were a family of three. So theirs was a very It's a good fit. Good fit. Yeah. So we're picking it up and the lady at the place is like, How long are you gone for? It was like four days. And she's like, You're gonna you're gonna need to pump that the black one, the toilet, you're gonna need to pump that. Like, keep an eye on it. It's gonna fill up. So we're like, Oh my god. So we like instituted a rule <laughs> and we were in a campground oh yeah so it there's, wasn't and there's, it was like there's the, the, the Go to outhouse the house. was like right there yeah so we like cracked the whip on it it was pretty funny when we got done like it was still like it wasn't even a third full see that's and the so we that's the proper our, usage of the the yeah. trailer uh but, so the funny thing so is like because i having i owned a camper a long time ago and so we're getting ready to go Get the camera. My girls, my youngest two kids, are in there too. They're buckled up with the little table thing in the back. And I'm like pulling out of the driveway, and my youngest is like, I'm going to go poop in the potty. Oh and it's like, we're in the driveway, and the lady's not about to use it. <laughs> so we stop the camper, and she gets out, and she goes in the house. This is what you guys tuned in for this week. This, this is the real talk. <laughs> Oh man, I have, I have nothing else to add. To that. Well, uh, I think we got some games to pick, right? <laughs> Should we maybe we've, segue from? We've got some games to pick. Crapping in a camper to picking some games. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's the first week of the Big Sky Conference, which generally means murderers row. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not pretty. Not pretty. So um, let's go, and we'll just pick what we think Luke would have done. 
So, oh, yeah. because we're keeping track all year with oh, the yeah. three of us. Let's make so, Luke's picks for him. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so should we? Do you want me? Let's do this. Let's let's get the body bags out of the way. All right. We're gonna go from like probably. Well, no, let's just go down the list because we got a couple Thursday games. Okay. So first Thursday game. And you're gonna write this stuff down. So I got, I got all the right. Pad out. So the first Thursday game is in Flagstaff. All right. Where Missouri State. Missouri State Missouri playoff Valley. team last year, playoff right? Playoff team. All right. I do believe. Goes to NAU. Interesting. This is one of the few where it's... it's... How is that not a more interesting game this year? You know, or know. it seems like people are saying the most interesting FCS games in week one are us in South Dakota. Well, let me see if Missouri In like State Chattanooga and... Oh, Missouri State was not a playoff team. Okay. Missouri State went four and seven and they lost their last six. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, pick N- I pick NAU in that game. <laughs> I pick NAU as well. Who do you think Luke picks? Oh, Luke's picking Missouri State. Okay, Luke is picking Missouri State. Okay. I don't know why. Okay, no, I don't. What do you think that? Do you think he? Do you think he'd go on a limb, or is he like all? Is he in the case cookies? No, I think he'd yeah, pick NAU. Okay. Let's give him NAU. Okay, all right, got it. Okay, um, I am going to totally steal this comment because I saw this in some uh, BSPN um, rankings. But our next game is also Thursday night. All right, the Northern Colorado Bears. Go to San Jose State. Ooh. Northern Colorado State, Northern Colorado State, Northern Colorado has their 40th year senior QB that got his like 10th medical red shirt. So yeah. he's back. But um, yeah, that's uh, going to SJSU. Who didn't they do okay last year? No. No. Oh, God, they won one game. They beat UNLV. Yeah, but, but North Carolina, North, 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 North Northern Colorado is not beating them. So I think we're all three picking um, San Jose San State. Jose. Right? You know what? It, I would pick, yeah. I, again, like that, if there was a big point spread, I'd take, I'd take UNC to mm-hmm. keep it closer. We pick games straight up on this podcast. Yes. If you want point spreads, you pay attention to BSVN. Yeah, just look up Montana Parlay. He'll take care of you. Okay. Um, Eastern Washington goes to the Washington Huskies. Washington Huskies are going to win that game. Yeah. I mean, in a different era, I would say maybe there's a chance, but but uh, Peterson's not going to lose to Eastern Washington. <laughs> there was some interesting news out of Washington this week when they named their starting quarterback and the other guy in the QB battle quit the team. No kidding. Yeah. Miss that. Yeah. So there was a two-way race, and the guy that lost just said, peace. Wow. I'm out. Where'd he go? Nowhere yet. This happened, like, Friday. Shit, but I mean, you gotta, you got to enroll in school somewhere. <laughs> Ooh, that's short-sighted. Yeah, well. Oh. Would he be in blue and gold in a couple of weeks? Well, you know, that with the pipeline they've got there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Okay, here's another real tough one to pick. Okay. Idaho goes to Penn State. Um, I'm going to go with the fighting Jerry Sanduskies in this game. <laughs> oh, oof. okay. Well, let's keep the body bag games rolling. Portland State makes an SEC trip to Arkansas. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be a bad day for the Big Sky Conference. I mean, I guess they're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. This is going to be the most profitable weekend of the Big Sky Conference that, this whole season. Like, the Big Sky Conference is going to make like a billion dollars this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and still have every budget except for and ours. Everyone's going to be running. The, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So let's we'll we'll come back to the cats. Okay, they'll be second to last. So here's an interesting one. San Diego plays Cal Poly. And let me look it up and see. I think it's in Cal Poly. Hmm. I think Cal Poly is going to win that game. Think so? Yeah. Okay. I think Luke would pick San Diego though. You think Luke? Yeah, I think he probably would too. So we'll put Luke down for San Diego. Okay. I so San Diego won their conference last year. Yeah, they won their conference, but didn't they not go to the playoffs? Yeah. Because they, they had have, some. No, they went to the playoffs and they lost to Nichols. Oh, I thought that there was. Yeah. Maybe it was a different year where they had found out they'd uh, given wrong money to someone. That happens every year in that conference because it's yeah. not. It's the. The players aren't athletically scholarship, but they're academically. Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch cheating. of nonsense. So someone's cheating every year. You know what? I think I'm going to go San Diego as well. All right. So Mike's picking Polly and everyone else. Okay. Got my chicken scratches. Okay. Davis goes to Cal. Uh, Cal's winning that game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's another somewhat interesting one. Now we're moving into some interesting ties. Weber State goes to San Diego State. <laughs> San Diego State's going to win that. I mean, they're, they're that coach is still there. They're a tight ship. I mean, they're not anything fancy, but they're not going to lose to... To Weber? Yeah. San Diego State kind of skidded out last year. They, it's because they, they, they missed Coach Houck. <laughs> they had a big win, right? Yeah, they beat Arizona State. Mm-hmm. In a ranked game, but then they lost to UNLV. I, you know what? I, I've been I've been talking a big game about Weber. I'm gonna go Weber. I'm gonna jump in the Weber boat. I'll pick Weber. Okay. So what do you think Luke would do? I think he's gonna pick San Diego State. Okay. Taking notes. <laughs> okay. Next one. Um, Southern Oregon plays Sac State. Ooh. I think Sac State's going to win that game. I, I think so. I know yeah. nothing about Southern but that's Oregon a, that's football. That's a play-up game for them. I mean, I know that they're somewhat... Aren't they somewhat decent? I think Sac State's going to win that game. Let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. You're supposed to beat the teams from lower divisions, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Southern Utah goes to UNLV. I think the last time they played Southern Utah beat them, and Bobby Hawk was their coach. Was Bobby Hawk their coach then? I feel like maybe, but I could be wrong. It's been, it's been five years. I think the first year Southern Utah won the Big Sky, and they had those, yeah, draft, I mean, those draft picks. Southern Utah is not good. So I think <laughs> UNLV is going to win this game, but I really don't like UNLV. <laughs> Me neither. Okay, I'll pick UNLV on that. I know nothing about their team. I know nothing about, I mean, Southern Utah, I don't know that much about either, but. I think Luke would pick UNLV as well. Okay. So I think we're all three for UNLV. Okay, so we've got two games left. Cats play Texas Tech. (laughs) (laughs) With a freshman QB making his first collegiate start. Yes. Oof. Oof. That's just terrible. I mean. The Cats are going to get destroyed in that game. <laughs> the only thing that'll be interesting to watch is everybody's so high on the Cats' defense. Yeah. You know how do they play in this game? Yeah, Kane Ion's yeah. first re-debut. Yeah, second yeah. debut. 
See if the sequel is just as good as the original. <laughs> well, <laughs> it can't get much worse. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think everyone picked Texas Tech on that one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you've got, I mean, honestly, right, outside of maybe Southern Utah and UNLV, and then my flyer on Weber State at San Diego, like, all these are most definitely seem like in the ballpark not a lot of upsets happening in the big sky yep and of course uh, we got Grizz and we got South Dakota I already picked mine you picked it too I think Grizz are going to win I think Luke would pick the Grizz as well alright okay I'll uh, I'll send these notes on to everybody else well we're like sitting about an hour 10 Mike and last week we went an hour 45 so what do you want to talk about for 35 minutes yeah we got to fill that I think our I think our fans liked it I think uh, you know Hawk is like snoring or making some weird noises over there we you know let him just pod dog had to go to the the uh, emergency vet uh, after our last show like the next day and he got diagnosed with an enlarged esophagus and he had pneumonia really? or something in his lungs but he's bouncing back. For those of you keeping track at home, and I, this is terrible, and I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, but Stacy and I were doing the math, and Huck is eight years old, and I think we might now be in five digits of vet bills. It's unbelievable. I mean, the dog had an autoimmune disease when he was a puppy. His stomach flipped when we were on that business trip uh, a few years ago. I mean, he's had everything you can think of. He had emergency surgery last year to remove his spleen. And his scans were perfectly clean after that. It's crazy. I mean, that's probably an exaggeration, but if ever I'm a proponent for for, uh, pet insurance, this is it. But he's content now. Hey, perfect. You can probably hear him licking his paws. Yes, that is what we hear. Uh, Well, it is... Snapping uh, at him. Hashtag International Dog Day. Yeah. For another hour 20, so... I, I we joked about my wife with this because we've talked about this on the pod. I have two dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you? Uh. <laughs> I'm claiming the second. And so uh, it was funny because, of course, Twitter and Facebook today is just full of people sharing all these great photos of their yeah. dogs and yeah. how much they love them. And so I was, I was rolling through my pictures and I was having a hard time finding photos of my second dog, the little dog, Sammy. And I had this really funny facebook post where i was going to put a picture up of the two of them and say unlike my kids i actually love one of my dogs more than the other oh no <laughs> <laughs> hashtag international dog day but i decided against it there's so, still time there's still time <laughs> i uh i uh i, I my, in my age in my aging years i'm refraining from being a complete asshole on social well, on Facebook, Twitter, it's, it's, it's all there. See, what's interesting is um, I'm just finding my tolerance for people's bullshit to be less. So I am more, uh, <laughs> I am more blunt. Speaking of, you know, just saying bullshit again made me realize that uh, one of our most loyal followers, uh, Mikey Moe, had a, his wife had a baby this week. That's so right. congratulations to them. Yeah. And I told him last night that uh, I, would, I would work on my swearing because he figures that the baby's going to listen to the pod. Oh. Um, but then I took it back. So, not letting anybody down. Well, that was our guess. The baby's first words are going to be FTC. FTC. Yeah. Or what did you say? Beat Navy? <laughs> beat Army. Oh, yeah. Ooh. 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 Right, what point are we at? We might want to edit that one. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be rough. Okay. All well, right. Week one, here we go. Anything else to add? Man, no, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this week. Um, you know, the nerves are starting to set in a little bit. But uh, I... I'm really looking forward to seeing what this Grizz team can show, like the growth. And we're not going to see it all right out the gate, but 
I think it's going to be a good year. Nope. I'm excited to see where some of those depth positions really are and see what the team's put together. And like we've been saying all offseason, I, I, I think last year, at the end of last year, is their baseline, and they can only go up from there. Yep. So Sorry. we're good there. All right, we will see you all next week when we will have a game to recap, which always makes this a little bit more fun. In the meantime, he's Brent. I'm Mike. Go Grizz. Fight on.